You know, thank you guys again for tuning in. I was listening to one of my favorite comedians go through an exchange with another comedian. One of my favorite comedians of all time is Bill Burr. Um, I have him as one of the savviest commentators and rhetoricians that we have in American comedy. He's so quick on the draw when it comes to debating and having conversation. His conversations could be comedic bits in and of itself. And he was engaged in a conversation. It wasn't a rehearsed sort of appearance on a talk show where he has a couple of things he's going to speak about. And the host is going to sort of, you know, steer the conversation to make it entertaining for the audience that, that's watching live or watching over television, etc. No, wasn't this. He was engaged in what was turning out to be a heated discussion with his comedic counterpart. And his comedic counterpart is an ideologue. And it, to me, and I'm not going to mention who his comedic counterpart is, that he was having this conversation with just the two of them. But I'm going to say that he has what I would call elitist proclivities. What do I mean by that? When you listen to a lot of Bill Burr's politics, it's rooted in the practical. So, hey, this is happening. This is happening. These people seem like crooks and these people on the other side seem like crooks as well. He doesn't pick a side, whether it's Republican or Democrat. He looks at them as equally full of it as I do. I don't pick a side. He's on neither side. He looks at both of them as enemies to the ideals on the ground for the normal, average American, average tax-paying, law-abiding citizen. But this person across the table from him is what I like to call a private jet progressive, a limousine liberal who thinks they know what's best for the rest of us. And they're not even espousing what I consider to be the pure tenets of actual grassroots progressive politics. And they have a show. I mean, if this person saved all their pennies, the one that was talking to Bill Burr, they're probably, they could have $100 million in the bank. I mean, they're rich beyond belief. I mean, their show is a long-running show. It's been on forever. It's a show that I used to tune into at some point, but there was a certain condescending attitude that comes from that private jet progressive, that liberal, that limousine liberal left that think that they know. And it's what's gotten them wrong time and time again in this country. They treat 50% or 48% of this country as if they have no say. And because you have this money and you read a couple of books and you have, you have a, 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 an above average command of the language that you get to speak for everyone else. They get to be the talented 10th, so to speak. Reason why I'm bringing this up is because Bill Burr said something at the end of the exchange. Because Bill Burr said, listen, they started to argue about particular points. And this counterpart was like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Completely dismissing what, what, what Bill Burr was saying, saying, you know, this is why I can't enter into these conversations with you extrapolating um, your little anecdotal information, what you went through. But what Bill Burr goes through, even as a multimillionaire, he speaks about things that, the, that most of us go through because he hasn't been a millionaire for a long, long, long time. He spent a great deal of time in his teens and his 20s and parts of his 30s being a struggling comedian trying to figure out what's next. And so his Boston or Massachusetts roots of being just working class is who he is at heart. So even if he's rich, doesn't make him a bourgeoisie. Big difference. You can be wealthy. You can be propertied, you can be famous, and still not consider yourself part of an elitist bourgeoisie class because of the ideals and the ideology that you have. But you can be broke and still consider yourself bourgeoisie. You can adopt certain bourgeois attitudes. The reason why I bring this up is because 
as soon as they dis as soon as they disagreed, the ideologue across the table from Bill Burr thought that it was okay to insult him and say you don't know what you're talking about when Bill had was making specific points. And then Bill said, Bill Burr said, you know, I am what you need me to be to make your argument. And he just said it nonchalantly as comedians do. Comedians have a way of saying the most profound things in a nonchalant conversational manner. When he said it, I froze. I swore. You are what you need me to be to make your argument. I've been there. I've been there. And the reason why I bring this up is because I did an episode last week. We're going to speak about that at length. I might do a part two to that episode. This isn't that. Or this kind of is that. That episode was called, um, There Are Those You Can Hit and There Are Those You Can't Hit. Speaking about a whole host of things that were creating, quote unquote, moral outrage within the internetosphere, the media sphere, the business world, social conversations. I brought up a, a you know, a, a, you know, an musician a famous musician who said some things and was met with existential penalties as far as his finances were concerned and i said there are certain people you can hit and there are certain people you can't you know because that person has made certain derogatory def what i found to be inflammatory statements in the past that were equal to if not greater than what he said recently was penalized for but wasn't penalized before one could argue that he was rewarded for those inflammatory remarks so it depends on who you hit. Reason why I bring that up and the reason why I'm bringing up Bill Burr's statement is because just days after I did my there are those you can hit, there are those you can't hit. That very same artist that I'm speaking about was dropped by a major luxury brand. I use the word luxury loosely here and it's in quotes and italicized because to me, something that is luxury looks like luxury feels like luxury i can tell and feel the difference between this and that when i stay at a luxury hotel i know the difference between that and a and an econo an econo motel i know the difference between a luxury branded vehicle and all the amenities that it has the thoughtfulness that went into certain technologies and the fabrics used and the materials used and the aesthetics that separates it from the pack. And then there's the, there's the price tag. You have to set a price tag, but it doesn't start with the price tag. The price tag is because you're getting all of this. Look what we added to this car that isn't in that car. That's why you're spending so much money. So this luxury brand doesn't look like it's not aesthetically pleasing. The materials that are used aren't quite that durable. Why? Because, you know, I know people who, who, who wear it. I don't wear it because I didn't really like it. But what separates it from the pack is that they have dog bowls for sale at $700 a pop on their website. They will sell you a pair of, you know, $2,000 sneakers. But they're not better quality. They're not aesthetically more pleasing, even in the most avant-garde, abstract sense of the word pleasing or aesthetics, than the $100 sneakers, than the $120 sneakers. So you can get something for 10% or 90% less and look better and have a better product, but that's besides the point. This luxury brand dropped that artist a couple of weeks ago for some incendiary remarks that this person said. And he said, we're dropping you, we're stopping your money, we're not paying you anymore, we're freezing your accounts. All kinds of things have occurred to this, uh, has happened to this artist in recent weeks. Oh well, that's on them. No sympathy here, but this week, hot off the presses within the last week or so. This particular brand is now in the proverbial hot water and is going through its own certain level of moral backlash from the outrage, mer moral outrage merchants out there. Because 
they haven't they had an ad that was up on their social media where it showed children in bondage. I mean, not children in bondage. I'm sorry. Children, maybe around the ages of six, five, six to seven years old. I'm not sure. Very young. Holding these teddy bears that had bondage clothing on bondaged bears. There's one. Picture where the child is laying on its stomach on a couch, but yet the wide view, wide angle seems to be wine or liquor or alcoholic beverages. What it seems to be, I'm not saying it is, appears to be alcohol of some sort on a table right in front of this child. Then in, in another photograph is the child, but on the desk, there's scattered papers. And the scattered papers, you can see if one were to examine closely, which is what the net citizens did, you could see that there was a court case that was highlighted, United States v. Williams, which is a child pornography case. Now, this case is a complicated case because I'm reading the case brief. People have come out and said, oh, this luxury brand is promoting pornog child pornography. To a certain degree, that court case strengthened laws prohibiting child pornography. But at the same time, there were certain laws that said if two youthful individuals are engaged in certain sexual acts, etc., etc., it doesn't fall under criminal you know, prohibition. I'm still reading it. The language is fuzzy. It's not fuzzy. It, it, it requires further review and examination. My question is, why are the kids holding bondage bears? Why is a, a young child laying on its stomach on a couch while what appears to be alcohol, alcoholic beverages are there on a table? Why is there a court case referencing child pornography there? A case, I think it goes back to 2007 or 8. Why is a whatever 15 year old plus case being mentioned? Why? A 14 year old case. What's going on? What's going on? So now people are having their, ooh, I'm boycotting such and such. Well, guess what? Most of you have been boycotting it financially anyway because most of you can't afford it. Right? Most of you can't afford this $700 dog bowl because you can't even afford a $500 dog, let alone a $700 dog bowl. So you are, you are, you are already boycotting this brand because you can't afford this brand. This brand priced you out. People, if you look at the celebrities, that I'm not going to mention the celebrities by name. You notice I haven't even mentioned the name of the brand. You probably already know. And if you don't, if you put in child pornography case and luxury brand, it'll come up. <laughs> luxury brand. Now this luxury brand is suing its production company that does their ads saying, oh, we didn't know. We didn't know. The photographer himself is saying, oh, I didn't know. The production companies, no, we outsourced it to the photographer. The luxury brand is like, we outsourced it to our production company. The production company is like, no, we outsourced it to the photographer. The photographer is like, I outsourced it to such and such. So now this luxury brand is now suing its own production company or the co production company it, uh, 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 you know, used to service this particular ad. It's suing them for $25 million or euros. This particular luxury brand made over a billion dollars in 2021. A billion euros over that. It's part of a consortium of luxury brands. The bigger company that owns all of these luxury brands. Now, why am I bringing this up? The average person, the average non-pedophilic person, person who believes that the sanctity of a child is practically sacred you know you don't violate children some of us don't even me I, corporal punishment is even is even an issue for me I, I don't know how I feel about putting hands on a child to spank them I don't even know how I, I'm on the fence 
I'm, you know, I was spanked. I don't know how much good it did once I got to a certain age. I remember the words that my mom said to me more than I remember the spankings. The spankings all of a sudden are no longer a deterrent once you reach a certain age and your parent can't hit you anymore, right? It doesn't hurt. You can hold your mom's arms like what you're doing, right? Or your dad, like, hey, or you can run. I run faster than you, so I'm out, right? So I don't even know how I feel about corporal punishment. I'm still, I don't know if I would do it if I had children. I don't know. So anything else, you put, you put your hands on a child, you hug your child. You let your child know that they're protected, that you're there to make sure that they're not violated by anyone. That's your job. So anyone who thinks like that would look at this ad and go, there's something wrong with this. And there's something wrong with this case being being conveniently placed there where someone can actually have a plausible deniability where oh, I don't know. I, that must have been. A, I don't even know. How did he get on the set? And why is it on a set with kids? Why is it prominently placed? Do you know how many levers I've worked in entertainment? I've worked in marketing in New York City. You have no idea how many rungs that an ad, that a picture, that a font goes through before it's approved. I've seen fonts go back and forth for days on album covers, on magazine ads. The font was something that became an issue for days. Every single last thing is examined fully before it's given the okay. These brands count on these multi-million dollar campaigns to bring in hundreds of millions, to bring in billions of dollars. That's what they use. So everything is well thought out. The idea that this was a mistake, this, uh, the idea that's being bandied by the companies saying that oh, we slipped up. No, there were already issues with your campaign even before that paperwork uh, 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 was exposed to have been present at the scene of these pictures. It was already problematic. But here's what's going on. Here's where we circle back to what Bill Burr said. When Bill Burr said, I am who you need me to be depending on your argument. An apologist for this, for this brand or for what this brand has done. I'm not going to call them an apologist. But this is what a prominent newspaper, one can argue the most prominent newspaper on earth, has as a title of one of their articles. It says, when high fashion and QAnon collide. The new ads by a luxury brand ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to Fox News, fueled by allegations that the brand condoned child pornography. Now, if anyone wants to know what they mean by when high fashion and QAnon collide, you have to know who QAnon is. Now, QAnon has been titled as an American political conspiracy theory and political movement. It originated in the American far-right political sphere in 2017. Quanon fabricates claims made by anonymous individuals known as Q. Those claims have been relayed, developed, and supplemented by numerous communities and influencers, blah, blah, blah. You know, Quanon says oftentimes that there's a cabal of satanic people that want to abuse children and eat children, etc., etc. That's one of the core tenets of Quanon. So this newspaper of repute, quite possibly the most important newspaper on earth, is dismissing all of the concerns of people who are not Quanon, who are not MAGA, who are not this, who are not that, dismissing their concerns about what they're witnessing with their own two eyes. Doesn't that go by what Bill Burr said? Doesn't, isn't that consistent and aligned? You are who you need me to be to make your argument. So instead of making a deep delving dive into what exactly is going on here with this ad, we need answers 
Instead, apologists are saying, ah, of a newspaper of repute is saying, ah, this is just Kanan. This is just those far right conspiracy theorists. You remember how the unvaccinated, moral, sound, prudent, practical, pragmatic people were dismissed as Quanon, were dismissed as January Sixers? If you were black, if you were identified as black in America and you were against the vax, you were considered a conspiracy theorist thinking that this vaccine was going to sterilize you or it was just another Tuskegee Institute experiment again. The white man's out to get you. Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, et cetera, et cetera, right? Or if you were white and were against it, oh, you're being a conspiracy theorist. You probably think that uh, Trump won the, 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 the uh, 2020 election as well. You, 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 you think that this one, you think, what? All of a sudden, everyone who could think for themselves, depending on the argument, were dismissed. Depending on the argument, you I am who you need me to be depending on your argument. So when you don't fall into these boxes, apologists don't know what to do with you. Apologists don't know what to do with me. I have friends on the left who don't know what to do with me. I have friends on the right who don't know what to do with me. I have friends who go, June, there are sometimes you sound like an anarchist and there are other times you sound like a traditional conservative. Yeah, welcome to being a full-bodied adult with nuances. That doesn't make me contradictory and it doesn't make me a hypocrite at all. It makes me a nuanced individual with layers that you can't just readily put in a box of your choosing to resolve whatever issues you may have with what I'm saying. Because you can't articulate because you're invested in a certain particular perspective and you can't defend it effectively without running against the without maybe running into a wall and not a wall that I provided, but a wall that I have at my disposal. I could be like, oh, wait, your argument's going to run into this wall, just so you know. And because I'm a good friend, colleague, cohort and peer, I may say, listen, this is the wall. I'm letting you know ahead of time because I'm not this is not a competition and I'm not looking to win or be right. I'm just letting you know that I kind of know where your story is going to end. This is where you're going to end up. So let's start from there. Let's lead with that so we don't have to go through a long rounded discussion because I know what this is going to be before the credits roll. So we maybe we can start anew and have a bigger, broader conversation from the outset. That's me. I don't want you to run into that wall because that's the wall you're going to run into. And I already have a counter for that. So let's get let's start from there. This is where you're going to end up. This is where your argument begins. Here's its middle. Here's its end. Got it. Let's reverse it. Let's let's start from the end. And let's and then we can begin anew and let's see how we can meter out the truth out of this. So when I saw when high fashion and Quanon collide and I read this article, I'm not even going to go into how editorially flawed this article was i can't even get into that because that would just be you know you know entering into sifting through the woods and the muck and the mire for the broader conversation i'm not going to get into that go and look at it yourself it's pretty much saying to a certain degree that it's dismissing i'm you and i i'm not a quinoner i'm not a maga i'm not a far-right conspiracy theorist far from that but I can call a spade a spade. I have two eyes. I have ears. I have a mind. I have a mouth. I have reasoning. I'm practical. I can ask why. What is this? I can say, hmm, maybe. I can, I can, I can actually argue against my own interests and my own beliefs or my own dogmas and ideologies. I can argue effectively against things that I may hold true. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, all of these things together, problematic. We need answers. We need answers. And dismissing the people that want answers to this as Quanoners and far-right conspiracy theorists that think that it is just a cabal of Satanists looking to eat children. 
you don't have to want to eat children. You don't have to be a Satanist. You don't have to be a cannibal. You don't have to be some sort of ritualistic, alternative, religious sort of uh, cult. I know one thing. I would rather lose my child in a crowded mall two days before Christmas than leave them with anyone in the entertainment industry. Do you hear what I just said? I would rather lose them in a crowded mall on December 23rd in a crowded American mall in a big American city. I would rather lose my child there, albeit temporarily, than to leave them. My, of Me of sound mind saying, hey, I'm going to leave my kid on this Hollywood set. I got a couple of errands I got to run. I'll be back. Does that make me a quan honor? Or I'm going to leave my kid in the recording studio with you guys. I'll be back. Uh-uh. Won't happen. I'd rather lose my kid by accident than to leave my kid on purpose with people in the fashion industry and in the entertainment industry, which is pretty much one and the same. Fashion and entertainment go hand in hand. These fashion brands need entertainers to up the luxury stature. Oh, these multimillionaires who have fame and fortune combined. They're rich and famous. Whoa, force multiplier. And they're wearing this. They're wearing that. They're endorsing this. Woo, woo, woo. So entertainment and fashion are the same. I, I can use the terms interchangeably. I would rather leave, I would rather look out, be in a store and all of a sudden look to my left, Look to my right, look behind me and go, Johnny, Jenny, where, where, where are you? Johnny, Jenny, Johnny, Jenny. I'd rather lose them in a crowded mall by accident than to leave them on purpose unattended with all these adults around, all these millionaires, all these people with companies and brands and phantoms and Ferraris and helicopters and jets. I'd rather leave them in a crowded mall or lose them in a crowded mall, to, albeit temporarily, than to leave them with these fashionistas and fashionistas, with these high fashion, these billion dollar brands and be like, hey, listen, yeah, take the pictures of my kid. Um, I'll be back to see what they look like. I got a bunch of things to do. The other kids at soccer practice, the other kids taking piano, I, I, I gotta go. Just, you're good. You, you, you'll take care of my baby, right? No. I wouldn't do that. Not in a million years. Or leave him in a recording studio. Remember, one of my favorite child actresses of all time, Drew Barrymore, who now has a show called The Drew Barrymore Show. I absolutely loved Drew Barrymore when I was a kid. First time I saw her was E.T. Maybe the first time many of you saw her was E.T. She was like my secret. She was like my friend that I never met since I was a kid. I watched E.T. and she was probably the cutest girl I had ever seen up until that point was Drew Barrymore. And she was young. I think she was, I don't, I don't know how old she was at the time, but I know when I saw E.T., I was like, I wish I wish I was, I wish she was my friend. I wish she was my friend. Drew Barrymore tells stories all the time about her being a young child star and being able to drink at bars with the grown-ups. No one was looking out for her. Her own family and people in the industry weren't looking out for her. The Corey Feldmans, the Corey Hames. There are countless, countless, countless tales of child actors who were, at the mercy of child predators in Hollywood. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no safeguards for children in these industries. If the mom and dad, if you're not being a momager, which is a mother manager or a dadager, a father manager, and you are, you are being intrusive and proactive, you do not leave anything to chance. You go, I'm coming with you. I'm going to. I'm going to. There's no reason why these men and women in that industry should be alone with your child. You need to be on the set. You need to know where your kid is at all times. Or that industry, your kid may come out differently. People think it's the fame and the fortune that distorts these kids. No. It's they're not allowed to be children first and foremost, and they're exposed to things that children shouldn't be exposed to. Now, one doesn't have to be a quanoner 
doesn't have to be a conspiracy theorist, doesn't have to be paranoid to have a problem with these ads. To say, wait a minute, I need answers. Because on the surface, not really digging this. And the whole child porn case there, and that case is that case is not exactly what people out there are saying it is. People out there are saying, oh, this case uh, weakened the, ch the, the laws against uh, pedophi uh, pedo uh, pedophiles. It doesn't do that. In ways, it strengthened the laws against pedophilia, uh, against pedophilia and pedophiles. Uh, and at other turns, it has this little weird First Amendment sort of exclusionary clause, which I'm reading now. You know, I'll be reading later on just to see what's going on, because I'm trying to get behind um, trying to figure out the reasoning as to why someone thought that this would be OK. Are you saying, look, we're protecting kids. Look, we have the child pornography case in the background and we have kids in the foreground and we're showing you that we're all about the advocacy and the safety of children. Was that what you were trying to say? Was that what you were trying to say? Because you, you could make that argument if you wanted. They're not doing that. They completely backtracked and said, oh, what, $25 million lawsuits against our production company. We had no idea. We are all. But they also the case is also saying, wait a minute, you could pander. And maybe if two youthful and that word youthful is interesting. If two youths are engaged in certain activities, it could fall under First Amendment. There's a lot of language. Legalese. Uh, uh, uh play here but we don't have to go into that there's a backlash people wanted answers the citizenry said i have a problem with this we have a problem with this we're going we need answers the company said up oh, don't know production company did it production company said up oh, not us it was a photographer blah 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 well wait what meanwhile i want to know so the people, when, the, when I hear people say, we're going to boycott this brand, that would be the equivalent of me boycotting a G5 Gulfstream 5 private jet. Like, I'm not flying private. Yeah, we know. We know, June. We know. I flew private one time, I think twice in my life. Flew years ago, 10 plus years ago. It was nice. Okay. But... I'm not boycotting it. Would I prefer to fly private? Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. Any ch I would love that. But uh, yeah, my pockets have already boycotted that as an experience for me. When I looked at the, the bank account, it said, yeah, um, we're going to fly this basic regular airline and, you know, have a connecting flight, even though the f place is only three hours away but that's what it is that's what we can afford right now we're not calling jeeves ready the jet no we're not there we're not there yet and we may never be there and maybe when i would have the money to get there maybe i still wouldn't fly that maybe i'll just fly business class just get me on early and get me in front of the plane that's it get me on early easy access get me in front of the plane i don't want to be in the back just get me in the front let's go let's keep it moving First one on, first one off. I have zero issue with that. I have zero issue. So I'm not boycotting the Gulfstream 5 with the manicures on board and the bed and the full, fully stacked bar. Not the little mini bar, but real bar with the 25-year-old Glenn Levett and Balvini waiting. No, 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 no. Cigars. No smoking on board says who? I'm smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not boycotting that. And the same people that are boycotting this brand have already been boycotting it with their wallets. Their checking accounts can't sustain the $700 dog bowl. Okay? Can't, can't take that hit. Can't take the hit. The dog bowl's more expensive than the dog you want to get. Yeah. But that doesn't stop people from saying, hey, listen, this is nonsense. I will boycott people who support it. Ah, the celebrities who need me. The celebrities who need me. And if the celebrities who need me because they have items to sell, they have movies to sell, they have 
they're athletes, musicians, actors. You need me to go to your game, buy your sneakers. You need me to buy your music. You need me to uh, uh, tune into your show, click your ads. If I decide, if the net, the, the net citizen decides to boycott them, oh, well, oh, then that changes. Now, all of a sudden, uh, now these actors and these actresses and these athletes and these entertainers and these A-list influence celebrities now are going, nope, we're tuning out. <clears throat> we're not going to we're not going to walk for you at your local whatever New York, Paris, Milan show. We're not going to have your advertisements. We would like to uh, we'd like out of our contract due to a moral clause. If you do something wrong, we get out of our contract and don't owe you any money. And if I did something wrong, you would be able to suspend or terminate our contract based on the moral clause. So I'm going to enact the moral clause. Now, what happens then? Then that brand loses money. They're not going to lose money because little old me is not buying their stuff because I wasn't going to buy it anyway. Even if I could afford it, I wouldn't buy that particular brand because it's not luxury to me. It's a pet rock. Okay? Something that people believe to be of value. You know? Some trumped up value. Okay? But in any case, but when you notice the dismissive nature of the machine, oh, wait a minute. When Quanon and high fashion collide, oh, the Fox News and the this and the third. No, that's not who, that's not where I first heard it. I got that information from a news feed from not a far right wing source. And the friends that reached out to me were not far right wing conspiracy theorists. Just like the people who I know that abstained from taking the vaccine were not far right conspiracy theorists or far left conspiracy theorists or libertarians or anarchists. They were just moral sound, prudent individuals who made up their own mind. Couldn't put them in a box. You can't check one box for their politics. You can't check one box for how they think on particular issues. It's nuance. They can have a conversation about these things. But you notice how the machine readily dismisses when it wants to. I found that very problematic. And Bill Burr's, uh, and I just watched that earlier, that little exchange that Bill Burr had with his fellow comedian, his peer, and that statement at the end of their little exchange where he just kind of shifted in his chair and said, you know what? I am who you need me to be depending on your argument. I've been there as the person who's identified as black in America, black American male. People try to put me in my little categories. I remember I had a friend of mine, a Jewish friend of mine who dislikes Malcolm X a great deal because Malcolm X has, when he was with the nation of Islam, made some defamatory statements towards Jews. Yes, he did. He apologized for those statements after he left the nation. He, he did subsequently. However, my friend, who's a, he's not a practicing Jew. He's more of a Catholic, but I guess last name and his lineage, whatever, you know, he identifies as Jewish to a degree. And he says, oh, man, Malcolm was an anti-Semite because he's heard me quote Malcolm at times. And I said, listen, I can't throw out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to certain sentiment that he's had towards American society. Now, if you could for a moment look at what he spoke about with American society and I, and I would chapter and verse show him how he would be aligned with Malcolm on this issue. And he would say, you're right on this issue. You're aligned. Are you not? You said, yes. Are you aligned? Are you not? Yes. Are you aligned? Are you not? OK. So to make a point, but he never, ever, he still said, you know what? I can't get past that. And I respected that. I said, you know what? Your tribe was, 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 was lambasted and raked over the coals by many of his words. So if you can't get past that, that's fine. But he sent me a quote from Malcolm when Malcolm was, um, had a high, what I call a high-minded critique of liberal politics in America and the liberal bourgeoisie and how they do not work in tandem with the sort of ideals or the outcomes or the expectations of what blacks in America needed at the time in the 1960s, although the liberals were acting as if they were friends to the black man and black woman and black family. They, in turn, were not. And he gave a very succinct, very eloquent 
very compelling argument as to why they were not. He decided to send that to me because my friend is very ultra conservative. And I said to him, no, you can't use Malcolm now. I said, why'd you send me this? He said, oh, not because of what he said. You know, I, I, I you know, whatever, whatever. I said, mm, you can't use him when it's convenient. You said you don't deal with Malcolm at all. And you still believe that way. Am I right? And he was like, yes. I said, so you can't use Malcolm now just to make your point. Got to find somebody else. I was a bit insulted that he decided to engage and recruit Malcolm to make his argument. Someone who I have high respect for, and I'll say it out loud. Whoever doesn't like it, you know, we can, we can talk about it. We can discuss it. Whose world is this? 2-1 at gmail.com. W-H-O-S-E, world is this, 21 at gmail.com, or whose world is this, 2021 is my Instagram. In any case, feel free. Feel free. We can discuss Malcolm all day, all night. I said to him, and I remember this. This is, hmm, how long ago was this? And actually, that was one of the last conversations me and this friend had because I remember a couple of weeks or maybe a, a three weeks later, I, I texted him and said, hey, man, how's everything going? Fine, dot, dot, dot. Hey, everything all right? Everything's fine. Dot, dot, dot. So that was his way of saying, eh, I don't really want to talk to you anymore, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I, you know, I hit him up a couple extra times just to say what's up. Very, very cold. And it was because I told him, you can't use Malcolm. You can't use certain people when it's convenient for you if you are diametrically opposed to them. You can't use him. You said you don't want anything to do with his ideology. But now that it fits into your argument. Now that what he said fits so succinctly into your argument and he's saying it in such a compelling way and you're sending this to all of your quote-unquote black friends. Me, I'm not a liberal in the traditional sense or in the American sense of liberalism. So you're sending it to me to say what exactly? I already know Malcolm's speech. I know that speech. I could practically recite it. I know it front to back. So, but this is what I mean, the condescending nature of when people want to use you to make their argument. They only use you to make their argument. That's not listening. That's not learning. So this article that says when high fashion and Quanon collide, as if to say the outrage and the backlash that's going on over these, this, these questionable images of children in questionable situations, with, a question, with questionable literature being displayed, that we can dismiss them as quanoners, as right-wing, far-right conspiracy theorists that believe in you know, the, the cannibalistic nature of, of Hollywood and the entertainment elites. Hmm. That was interesting to me. There are those you can hit and there are those you can't hit. Now all of a sudden... You know, that person dismissing the um, concerns of parents and responsible, pragmatic, prudent adults worldwide. Are you allowed to hit them? Is that what it is? You're allowed to call them names? They're not allowed to ask questions and say, hey, listen, why do you have our kids? Why do you have our children prominently placed in these situations. Now, the question to me is, too, where are the parents? I'm always like, where the parents are. Where are the parents? Parents are like, ooh, where are the parents? Whose kids are these? Whose children are these? Hmm? Whose children are these? That's just the question. We don't have to go any further than that. It doesn't have to be a worldwide conspiracy of children being used and abused, which is, um, uh, guess what? That, that happens the world over, by the way. Children are being trafficked. It's one of the, it's one of the um, what do you call it, uh, one of the most valuable and expensive commodities that, that, that is being sold the world over are kids. Pederasts are among us. They're all over. 
there are parts of there are certain civilizations that we hold so in hold in in reverence they actually had that as one of the tenets that an older man would take on the 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 affections of a younger or a minor male and that was the purest form of love there are certain civilizations that we hoist up in our historical discourse as being the height of civilization or the beginning of what we call civilization and that was one of the tenets you understand so someone wouldn't be out of bounds if they said, hey, listen, we've had many, many societies that have let this stuff go. And there are laws here and there that are changing, changing things, changing the name of pedophilia to minor affected persons. Hmm? Using this benign language. Minor attracted person refers to individuals with sexual attractions to individuals who are minors or below the legal age of consent. So there are laws that are being pushed with outside of the news media's, I don't want to say the news media's purview, they're privy to it, they're not reporting it, where it's showing that there's a certain, I don't want to say leniency, but there's a certain loosening in certain laws protecting children. Hmm. Minor affected person. Ah, interesting. The language changes, so then it changes for you in your mind. Just saying, I'm not going there right now. I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm leaving that to the listener, to the patron, to make up your own mind. I'm saying that there's plenty of legislation going on in this country of the United States of America and abroad that seems to be loosening the protections of children from sexual predators. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean that there's a cabal? Blah, blah, blah? I'm just saying what it is. I'm just saying that's what it is. I'm not taking it any further. One cannot dismiss that. So if any moral, prudent adults who are not minor-affected persons who look at minors as people who are supposed to be protected, I'm not supposed to be affected by this person. I see a minor, I think, little bro, little sis, little niece, little nephew, protection. What's up, little homie? What's good? You good? All right. That's how I see it. There is nothing else. I'm not, I'm, I'm not affected sexually by this person i'm looking at this person as someone who needs to be protected that person was to get into a situation out in the street now i'd see it i would say to myself that's a kid <clears throat> i might need to intervene but like yo you are right if it's an adult i might just go up looks like two grown-ups you know making business decisions out there in the street let them have at it but if i see there's a child involved or someone a minor i might be like hey you know do i do i get involved in that i might need to step in to protect the minor but we're using nice little ambivalent sort of ambiguous sort of uh minor affected person really hmm a map all right all right so if a moral sound prudent pragmatic practical mentally sound human being says i have a problem with this ad that makes them a conspiracy theorist now I have a problem with you displaying children in this way. There's something questionable about this. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I don't like it, which is fine because, you know, everyone has their preferences. But then there's this paperwork in the background where there's a, 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 a child pornography case that's being cited. And I kind of want to know what's going on here. We want answers. And no one's giving answers. No one is saying, yeah, I'll put it there because such and such and such. Oh, yeah. I, what we were trying to say was what had happened was no, no, that's not what's no, no one. No one knows how it got there. A multi-million dollar photo shoot for a multi-billion dollar company, a company that made a billion plus dollars in a calendar year. I told you I've worked for record companies and I'm not going to mention the name of the company or the actual album. I remember sitting in on a marketing meeting 
were the font for the tour ad, the ad for the tour that this, these groups were going on. The font was a matter of discussion for days. The pictures for the ad took weeks to approve. It took weeks to approve. Now, this is very, very important. That was years ago. This is a multi-million dollar company. They want to make sure everything is perfect, that the rollout is perfect, everything. Behind the scenes, the marketing oftentimes is as carefully orchestrated as a concert performance. The people behind the scenes have to be just as precise as the performer when you go see them on stage. It's going to happen at this time, this date. We're going to drop this picture, this, that. They're going to do this many ads. They're going to do this many um uh in stores they're going to do this many radio promotions this many call-ins every single thing is mapped out the pictures magnifying glasses were used people were looking at them going okay what's that okay i don't like that plant there what's that what are we saying that, that, that they speak like that what are we saying here what do we think this says then he'd send it from tour marketing down to other departments. And then all of a sudden the picture was being bandied about in departments and everyone's. And then new input would come in in another meeting on one photo. On a set of photos. Every single last thing that was in that photo was placed for a reason. It was to convey a message to the consumer. Every single last piece whether it was the color of the furniture the color of the clothing what was in the background whether it was skyscrapers or clouds what bird was in the background we don't like the color of that bird let's do this photo over can we color photoshop the bird and make it a blue instead of because this person likes blue and we think blue is a color that's going to get people get, puts them in a calmer state of mind that that red bird this is the conversations that were occurring and it occurs in marketing meetings. Doesn't matter the product, but in fashion, you better believe more than any other industry. Fashion pays attention to every single pleat, every single thread, every single piece of yarn, every shoelace, every hair in and out of place, every single prop that's being used. So this, so this idea, you know, I don't know, we don't, that this being perpetuated, or we don't know how it got there. We don't, we don't, uh, you, who you? The luxury brand is like, it's not on us, it's on our production company that we use. The production company is like, oh, it's not us, it's the photographer. Photographer's like, what do you, huh? No one has an answer as to how this paperwork, you know, people don't just have Supreme Court cases just lying around, you know. When was the last time you had a Supreme Court case as your, you know, your, 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 your daily reader on the bus or the train or on your lunch break? Huh? When was the last time that's happened? Oh, maybe you on a plane and you said, you know what? Instead of getting one of these little books, these little romance novels from the little little gift shop in the uh, in the in the airport. Let me just read a full Supreme Court brief. Huh? huh. But you have kids in an ad. And a child pornography legal case brief. Most people in the war in America have never seen a legal case brief. They don't know what that is. They hear US v this, citizens v that, blah blah blah. Never seen one. Never seen the abstract. Never never seen it. Never seen the 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 the, the dissent. Never the for the against everything. The case precedence that's being used or what's being argued. The point of contention. Nothing. Never. But somehow, some way, accidentally, a full legal case brief is on display in the background of a photo ad for a major luxury, multi-billion dollar luxury clothing brand that's featuring children holding up bondage bears and laying on their stomachs with what appears to be alcoholic beverages on display. I'm sorry. Do I need to go any further than that to not to, to have questions? 
do I need to take it further up the ladder and think that this is some omen sort of devilish? Do I need to go any further than that? Just saying. And I just want to know where this outrage is going to go. All the people that were against that and that celebrity that is now purporting themselves to be some sort of truth teller freedom fighter that was dropped for saying some things that they dropped from this same very same luxury brand for saying some derogatory things about another religion or race of people. Um, this this particular artist was doing everything in his power to be aligned with this brand, but yet he's being reframed now by certain people as some sort of truth teller, like such and such tried to tell us. Oh, he tried to tell us that this was going on, but no one listened. He did everything in his power to acculturate and acclimate and inundate and immerse himself with these individuals and with these brands. He wanted to be so part of the fashion world. That's all he wanted. He's singing it for years and years. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be, I need to be, they, they need to let me in. That's the world I want to be in. That's the world. So, so somehow, some way, the very same people who are against what this, this brand's marketing of this particular ad, the very same people that are against this brand now, but at the same time, are looking at that particular person who was dropped from the brand, who did everything in his power to become part of this brand. They're looking at him like a sympathetic figure. I'm like, people, we got to start using our minds here. This person cannot now be your revolutionary truth teller. He did everything in his power to get with these brands. He wasn't exposing anything when he was down with them. He wasn't doing a thing. He did everything in his power. And he's seen enough in the music industry to know that, oh, whoa, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes here. I always tell people there's a reason why there are certain I've had friends of mine who left Hollywood to say, I'm, I'm, I came back to New York City, June. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, what happened? And they would just look at me like, yeah, just yeah, nah. And they moved to Texas or they moved to Chicago or they moved back to New York or they moved to Atlanta or Florida. They just said, I, I, I can't do it. It just I just can't do it. And he wouldn't tell me why. And I would go, OK, there's a reason. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to hold Hollywood's feet up to the fire. I'm just saying I'm not leaving my kids there unattended at all. I'll go to the bathroom and come right out. That's it. That's as much as it's going to be. I'll go outside of the lot to make a quick phone call and go right back in. That's it. And I will let everyone on the premises know anything happened to mine. I'm going to jail for my kid. Okay. I'm going to jail for my niece, my nephew, my little cousins, my children, doesn't matter. I'm here for them. I'm not here for their fame. I'm not here for their fortune. I'm here for their well-being. So they want to do a couple of commercials. They want to do a couple of things like that. I'm going to make sure that it makes sense and it's not harmful. It's not attracting the, the wrong kind of energy. And then we'll put that money away from them when they decide to move on and do other things. Okay, that's it. We're not here for that. We're not, we're not offering our children up on the altar of, you know, on the altar of certain levels of dysfunction. Let's leave it that way. And um, the people who are against, I want to know how, because you guys are quick to cancel this one, quick to cancel that one, but not cancel this one. Let's forgive that one. Let's forgive Will Smith. Even though he slapped the hell out of a man for no apparent reason on TV. Oh, but he apologized. But oh, no, this person's unforgivable on this one. Whoa. Oh, this one. Oh, no, you're canceled for life. And oh, wait, wait, wait. So these levels, these moral outrage merchants that are out there metering out who gets forgiven, who doesn't, who gets canceled, who gets corrected. I think uh, uh, I was reading someone. I was reading a, a, a tweet from someone. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a rapper uh, from Queensbridge. His name is Cormega. And he said something about we're looking to cancel instead of correct certain behaviors. I think that was, I'm paraphrasing the tweet. It was an awesome tweet. You know, 
He said, well, you know, you know, and I, I'll take it a step further and say we're canceling some. But then others, we're opening them up to correcting. This one did something. And then now we're and then we're using what I call the oppression Olympics. Oh, well, this person abused, allegedly abused their wife. So we should be canceling them and correcting. This one is already apologized for doing this. And so it's like, who gets to what are we talking about here? The same people who are against this ad and want to boycott this ad are aligning themselves with the man who was doing everything in his power to align himself with these people and these luxury brands that promote this. So now he wants to come out and say, you see what's going on with them? You see what they're up to? No, you, you were making nine figures, bro. Stop it. Stop it. You're making nine figures for this. You're making hundreds of millions of dollars in liquid. You got liquid money, okay, with these brands. You can't come out now saying that after the fact. With all the things that you've seen over a 20-year career. <laughs> come on, people. People. When Quanon and high fashion collide, every single person who feels that these images were disturbing should actually be offended by a, a, a newspaper of repute uh, asserting that, that somehow, somewhere, you're just some conspiracy theorist. But anyway, I thought I would just talk about that for a moment. There are those you can hit and there are those you can't. And the band plays on. Until we speak again.